Hello and welcome back to Cool Gems. I'm Jelen, and if you've tuned in before, you know this is a space where we come together to talk about cool gem dramas. That is the great dramas that we're currently watching, or that we've watched and we just can't get out of our minds. The ones that we have thoughts about and we just need to get it all out. Today, however, we are discussing something a little bit different because we are talking about the movie Exit. This is such a great movie. I was looking up something I could watch in a couple of hours, so not a drama series, but I still wanted something that was fun, you know, something that was funny, something that could distract me and give me a couple of laughs, and this movie delivered. But before I get too ahead of myself, this is a 2019 drama, I mean movie. <laughs> this is a 2019 movie that stars Cho Jong Sok and Yuna. They play a pair of ex-rock climbers, and on one fateful day, a mysterious white toxic gas comes over to cover their district of Seoul, and they have to use their skills to escape from this disaster. So you can probably tell it's a lot of action. It's a disaster action comedy, so there's a good dose of comical elements amidst the heart-pounding suspense of the story. And I love this movie. It is amazing. The, the writing is excellent. Like, the attention to detail. It added to the overall story. It tied everything together. It was so good. Let me tell you, I was stressed and nervous throughout this entire movie. I was completely hooked. I was taking notes on my phone about this movie and I was squeezing my phone so tight because I just needed to grab onto something. And my notes are in all caps, like, you wouldn't believe it. I need to talk about this movie. So here's the spoiler warning. If you haven't watched it, what are you waiting for? Go watch it. <laughs> and then come back and we can talk about it. But if you have, let's, let's dive in. One of my favorite things about this movie is how insanely resourceful the two of them are. Well, it wasn't just them. You know like the makeshift stretcher when our MC Yongnam's sister inhaled the fog and they needed a stretcher to bring her up to the roof and they just made one. I mean, I don't know if that's common knowledge and I just don't know it. Um, or maybe it's like a creative license kind of thing and it won't actually work in real life. But in my opinion, it was a genius idea and everyone who helped to make that was just very resourceful and helpful. And then later on when Yongnam was scaling the side of the building to, you know, get up to the roof to open the roof door, everyone wanted to know what was going on, right? So his young cousin, um, the girl cousin, video called uh, um, her brother, I, I think, who was kind of like poking his head out of the broken window. And then from there, everyone could see what was going on. I thought that was such quick thinking, you know, it was a brilliant idea. And I love the fact that Lee sang the director and screenplay writer of this film, included that detail because I feel like it kind of ties into the real world. Like, it acknowledges that the younger generation instinctively make use of technology as a resource. I don't know if you get this impression, but I feel like sometimes many drama and movie worlds are a little bit slow to include technology as compared to the real world. It's caught up quite a bit recently, like texting, social media is becoming more of a regular feature now than before. 
but it's still used more as a plot device to move the story along and it's neglected otherwise. Like when an important conversation takes place over text um, and this conversation is integral to the story's progress, or when important information is found over the internet and again this important information is necessary for the story to go on. Whereas for Exit, the use of this video call is not so much a plot device but an added detail. I mean, they could have just been poking their heads out of that broken window and just gasping. Lots of movies do that. But the use of this video call livened up the whole periphery of that scene. The reactions of Yongnam's family when they were crowding over that little screen, that was so... such a delight to watch, you know? It made it so much better. And then later with the streamers and the drones, I mean, he could have just left out the streamers altogether. The story would have gone on. But adding that and the drones, I feel like that really added to the whole storytelling quality of this movie. It made it all that more relatable. I mean, if you grew up with the internet, you instinctively incorporate um, internet and devices into your life. Like when you don't know how to do something, you just go and Google it. If you want to get real-time updates on something, uh, you want to know what's going on, you don't turn on the TV. Well, you might, I don't know. But I, I look it up on Twitter first. And I think most people would look it up on social media. I don't know, I can't speak for anyone else. But I feel like this movie showing this instinctive inclusion of technology is just really amazing. And I'm going off on a tangent right now. Oh, where was I? Right, I was talking about the characters being resourceful. Yeah, like the streamers using live streams to draw attention to the whole situation and uh, the drones following them as they try to escape the fog. That was pretty resourceful. They were making use of what they have to help in this crisis. You know, near the end of the movie, there was that drone um, helping them to tie a knot to form a sort of zipline um, to the other building. That is another brilliant use of existing common technology. You know, it's not some weird high-tech holographic screen Tony Stark um, level technology. It's common everyday things. Well, not that I own a drone or I see a drone that often, but drones are not a new thing, you know? Drones are a pretty, um, I mean, ordinary? Well, no, not exactly, um, but you, you know what I mean. I am getting way too excited talking about this movie. I'm so sorry for your ears. Um, I'll try to calm down, but I just really love this movie. But back to our two main characters, Yongnam and Uiju. Throughout this movie, there were so many moments when I was just amazed because of their resourcefulness. Like with the makeshift harness and rock climbing equipment, you know, at the start when Yongnam was gonna climb up to the roof to open the roof door. He made himself a makeshift harness and Uiju tossed him that bag of chalk, I think it was. I thought that was really quick thinking. And when they all finally made it onto the roof, you know, we saw Uiju lead them in, um, what do you call that? Signaling? The SOS signal? Um, with the, their phone lights and everything. And then forming a giant age. And then she went to use the lights of Cloud Garden to make a bigger SOS signal. And I thought that was, that was just really, really, 
Like, honestly, I don't know if I would be able to do that in that same situation. I don't think I would have thought of that. And then one of the cousins went down to get the karaoke machine um, with the sound system and the microphone so that they could amplify their SOS signal and cries for help and get attention from the helicopters. That was such a good idea. Instead of just panicking, they really came together to think of brilliant, brilliant ideas in order to improve their chances of being saved. As you know, Yongnam and Uiju get left behind. They wrap themselves up in that plastic um, makeshift suit and um, grab the canister and they try to go to a higher location. And they make their way to this train station or something. I don't really know what it was. I don't remember. But you know, Yongnam took off the canister of his mask and replaced it with the only one they had left. And he did that to take the risk to go down into the station to find more masks so that they can, you know, prolong their survival, their chances of survival. And honestly, when I was watching him look at that last mask and canister, I honestly thought that it would be a situation of like him saying, we only have one mask left, um, you keep it so that you survive, you know, at least you survive. I thought that it'd be a self-sacrificial moment. But instead, he took this really risky move to use this canister so that he can go down to find more masks, to find a solution. So that was really surprising, but I really appreciate that scene. And then later on at the gym, you know, tossing the dumbbells and kettlebells over to the other building. I thought that was just simply a genius idea. By the way, you know that barbecue smoke extractor that kind of took in all that fog, that toxic fog or uh, gas, and blasted it up the roof? That was just such a creative turn of events. I mean, as a film, I wouldn't want real life to be that creative. But as a film, that was just so creative, you know? And this whole movie is just full of these creative moments. Like when Uju used all those cardboard cutouts and mannequins to make it look like there were more people on the roof so that the helicopters would come and they would get rescued. I thought that was so creative and so resourceful and I was just so impressed. And then when they formed an arrow on the ground to point to those trapped students. Although in that scene, why couldn't they have just saved the students and them? Like why, why were they only saving the students? I mean, it's not like they didn't know that Yongnam and Uiju were there, so why, why? I guess maybe there wasn't enough space? That, yeah, that actually makes sense. Yeah, that actually, maybe that's the reason because there were quite a few students in that building, so... And then at the end, the use of sparklers when they were hanging off the side of the tower crane, that was just, that was another really creative scene. I have so much respect for the characters, but I have even more respect for Lee Sang-gun, the director and writer of this uh, whole film. He is just so creative and brilliant. I mean, this is an action movie, right? There are many action movies that are just guns and fight sequences or cool devices and gadgets. And I have nothing against that. I love action movies and brilliant inventions, but just using familiar things and settings like dumbbells and Korean barbecue in a very creative way is just amazing. His brain is on a whole nother level because it brings this very human and relatable element. 
This film is not a James Bond-esque polished and graceful sequence, you know? I don't mean the filmmaking process. This film is super well-planned. There's so much attention to detail, it's perfectly designed. But when you watch films like the Marvel movies or Kingsman, the characters as people are very polished. You know, they seem almost like invincible uh, machines. They are graceful, they're perfectly badass and cool. And I do enjoy that. I mean, Marvel movies and Kingsman, those are some of my favorite, favorite movies. But Exit has this accidental hero thing going on. It's an intentionally messy and fumbling sort of grace. You know, like when the two of them were preparing to leave Cloud Garden, we saw Yongnam messily shaking out his bag full of, I think, soju, was it? And it wasn't this smooth, cool action. It was a messy, chaotic kind of action. You know what I mean? And then there was that running sequence as the drones follow them. You know, we saw them run across this sloped roof and um, Yongnam, I think, nearly falls. So they hold hands and we see the news comment on that too. But you can imagine in a James Bond type movie, you know, he would be running perfectly straight and never slipping. Well, that's my impression at least. Characters in these type of movies are always so polished, which is really cool and I enjoy watching these type of movies. I come away each time wanting to be a really cool and badass spy. But there's also something really thrilling about seeing Yongnam and Yuju kind of fumble so desperately and try so hard. They have very human reactions too, like when the helicopter took off with Yongnam's family, they were both crying. And then when they made it onto that building where they were when all those additional drones showed up, it was a dead end. They were all boxed in. They were too far from everything else. And they were crying there too. I mean, these are meant to be comical moments, not sad moments. But at the same time, that accidental hero thing kind of really shows, really shines here. They are not the cool as a cucumber, unruffled, no hair out of place kind of polished character. And I keep saying that, um, I keep using the word polished. But that's the only way I know how to describe what I mean. They were crying, and that's so human. I would be crying too in that situation. So watching them, I was so stressed. I mentioned earlier that I was taking notes on my phone. And scrolling through now, I see keyboard smashes in all caps. I literally have this typed out. I'm so stressed, why is no one coming for them? In all caps. And a couple of typos because I was, my eyes were glued to the TV screen and I wasn't like looking at my phone so I didn't know <laughs> what I was typing. But even with their quick thinking, you know, it doesn't always work out. You remember the gym scene, right? We were talking about it. Them tossing these dumbbells, you know, over to the other building so that they could get across. There was that one part where he was trying to lift this kettlebell to toss it over and he couldn't lift it. That was just so funny. I mean, think about it. It, it doesn't really add anything to the plot. They could have left it out altogether. It wouldn't have affected anything. But that one detail added so much to that whole scene. It was like a good sprinkle of unexpected humor into what was a very intense moment. I mean, they were on the run, they were trying to escape from this toxic gas that would kill them, 
and then suddenly he couldn't lift a kettlebell? That was, <laughs> that was really, really funny. Like we were all caught up with, you know, them escaping from this toxic gas. Our hearts were pounding and just like we were so stressed out. Well, I was so stressed out. And then suddenly he couldn't lift the kettlebell. <laughs> that was, I mean, that came out of nowhere. But it was a really, really good touch in my opinion. And on a less humorous note, Near the end, you know, with the drones and everything, you know, they try to get this drone to loop this knot over to a pipe thing at the other building so they could form this zip line to get across. And you know, we saw midway through that, uh, the knot, <laughs> what is with my words? The knot kind of slipped off that anchor point and they were just falling. They were about to fall any second now. And Uju reaches over to grab something to snip off the rope so that they could use the momentum to kind of swing over to the other building. But as we know, that doesn't work out. Watching that, I was screaming. Okay, I wasn't. It was like midnight when I was watching it, so I couldn't do that. But you bet I was screaming inside. <laughs> you know that meme? Well, it was an actual video, the one about the Japanese theme park. There was that new rule banning screaming on rides because of COVID-19. And there was that one line that became a meme, you know, please scream inside your heart. That was me! <laughs> but you know, overall, it's such a great, thrilling movie. It was fun, well, it was kind of stressful, but it was really fun because of all the comedic touches. So it wasn't just this intense roller coaster of emotions, it was a lot of fun as well and I really like this combination of suspense and comedy. But it was also a very relatable film, you know with all the messy family relationships and arguments at the start. And his family reactions, you know, when he was first climbing out the window, well he didn't really climb out the window, he kinda like jumped out the window. And right before that, um, when his family found out what he was going to do, they all came down one at a time to yell at him when he was going to climb up to the roof of Cloud Garden. I can see why this film is the third highest selling domestic film in Korea. It was so good. Everyone, even the side characters, had so much personality. The nephew, the cousins, the sister, the parents, even though they didn't have as much screen time as, you know, our main characters, they left a lasting impression. So this was such a great film, um, I loved it, and apparently many people in Korea did as well. But what about you? What do you think? What was your favorite moment in this whole movie? Who was your favorite character? What did you think about the whole thing? Let me know! 